Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. I do Hi. the same thing too. You, we, we record it fresh. Yeah, every hot time. Hot off the presses every time. But our cadence is always very similar. Maybe next time I'll start. Take it what? back. Get, you guys get ready. I can't handle change. Um, I'm sorry you can't handle change because <gasps> I have some tips for our podcast oh my to change for the better. Wait, I'm excited for this change because these tips are coming from a pro. Well, we have two sets of tips because I also... With, um, I get a podcast Google alert to stay on top of trends. Wait, like just for the word podcast? Yes. And well, I don't get, you get a million emails? It's just the most important news points. Wow, top line. For okay. example, this Forbes article I read, it's in Forbes. Forbes.com, the money mag? Now, I saw this headline, <laughs> five ways to grow your side podcast into a six-figure business. And I was like... Hell yeah. Cha-ching. So I was like, okay, there's five? That's not very many. No. Like easy, right? I, I, I mean, I do at least two of those. I do more than five things a day. Well, that's true. So like if we can just do these five things. Yeah. Are you ready? Now you tell me. Okay. Yes or no, okay. we can do that. Okay. And then we're going to get committed. Great. Um, number one, find your niche. No. Done. I think oh, we've already done it. Sorry. We don't even have to try. What is our niche? Podcast lovers. Yeah, yeah. Great. Blah. Great. Bonanza. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, number two, the power of an interview. Now, I know we don't have like people to interview on the show, but like we interview each other. We interview each Check. other and like sometimes a guest. Yeah. Um, sometimes. And sometimes like we we harass DJ Jaywoo with annoying questions. It's like kind yeah, of like that's, a, that's like our interview style. I like to think the clips are our guests. Oh. Yeah. So we definitely <laughs> almost combine number one and two with our niche and our interview style. Right. So like we're already like three for two yeah <laughs> um continuing to the next page moment while it loads okay um three don't worry about monetization yet check yeah no that's uh, i mean I, I know we put a lot of weight on our sponsors and we are grateful we for make them. money but like you know we don't we don't, you know, we don't bow to them no not at no. all not in at fact all. we do the opposite of bowing to them yeah we do a terrible job it's true do you remember when everlane was like can you you know Cut out your foul language, and oh we were gosh. like, "Not also, a chance, underpants." Also, no one has ever sponsored us twice, so That's, they're not happy. Why do you think that is? <laughs> not That's bowing. so weird. Yeah, well, maybe we're like pronouncing things wrong or like there's misunderstanding no way that's it. okay there's yeah, no what way am I that's it about? yeah <laughs> number four don't ignore marketing i mean we're not we i like tweet out the links sometimes i go to the market yeah is that what yeah exactly okay we understand yeah so that's four we've already doing all of these things yeah number five is <laughs> excuse me don't stress perfection <laughs> you guys wow it's like if we could have overachieved on any one of those that's and that's all you have to do. Six figures. I'm just, where? Where? We Wait, do them. We're doing them. Now we get $100,000 just for doing that all that? And saying that we do it. Wow. I think you just email Forbes and you're like, we read the article. Yeah. Thank you. Check. Um, we could have written it because we do all the things <laughs> better than you even said in the article. Yes. Um, here's where you can send the check. Yeah. So um, congratulations on becoming a six-figure podcaster. Wow, congratulations to you. Thanks. And, you know, I, I don't like to be critical. This is generally a positive show. But I will say that Forbes article um, left out one thing. You should have microphones. Oh, my God. See, we can do a much better <sighs> job. I know. Ooh, this is a little embarrassing. Is there a chance now we're going to become six-figure podcast podcast tip writers? Oh, my gosh. Or seven-figure? <gasps> I mean, the thing is, remember, they're Forbes. What do they know? We're podcast podcast. That's a good point. Anyway. They don't even have podcast in their name. No. Who, <laughs> who listens to Forbes? That's so embarrassing. Is it even Forbes? Maybe it's Forbay. <gasps> I don't know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've never heard of them. Oh my gosh. Tip number who do seven. They think they are? Be international. Use French. I must say though, Forbay. they have a shitload of ads on this post. I had to click through a million like drop downs and stuff. Another point for us. We only yeah. have one. Um, but we do have some more tips. Okay, I'm ready. Coming from a podcasting friend of the show, this Matt. Is a, this is a good one, y'all. From Hannah Matt Know It All. He's been on our show before. We've been on his show before. Ugh. But he did have some tips for us. Yeah. 
Hi, Lauren and Eric and Justin and Monty, you lovely humans and non-humans you. This message is brought to you by the rum that I'm drinking at this very moment while I edit the podcast that I co-host. Han and Matt know it all. It makes podcast editing less of a slog and more of a swashbuckling adventure. So my podcast advice to everyone is rum. What could go wrong? They should really hire me to write slogans. Anyway, let's talk about fans. Podcasting is a medium that journalists tend to shy away from because they're cowards, so publicity can really only reliably come from other podcasters, who are not cowards. To get our name out there, my co-host and I wrote extremely flattering, uh, but still honest, emails to everyone whose work we admire and talk about on the podcast. And we followed up and followed up while making ourselves more visible on social media by interacting with and boosting the people we admire most. Making them guests and speaking their language and being retweeted by them is how we went from our moms maybe listen to the show to... Who are all these moms listening to our show? I'm going to write all about it in my upcoming book, How to Win Influencers and Friend People. Also, everyone loves dad jokes. Consider that one a free bonus tip. My advice to the two of you specifically is create a website. My day job is in search engine optimization, so I was already dreaming up search-friendly pages and keywords I wanted to rank for before we even hit the record button for the first time. To keep on that theme, I want to give kudos to the incomparable podcast 99% Invisible for their awesome website and all the detail and care and bonus wonders that go into expanding the stories they tell on their show. Their website is the perfect embodiment of the loving design of the show and of the designs they praise of others, and their online presence is an absolute work of art. So finally, my question for you is one to get your creative juices flowing on that website you need to build. What would a podcast podcast website look like, and what kind of pages would you work on first and proudly point others to? All right, don't forget to rate and review this voice message on iTunes and tell a friend. Love y'all. Ugh. He has the wisdom of a thousand podcasters. I'm going to listen to everything he just said. <laughs> Same. And I'm going to implement it. I'm going to go one step past listening. Whoa. What? That, what is that? Uh, talking. Oh my God. That's what we do best. <laughs> um, we're so grateful to Matt and Han of Han and Matt Know It All. Because they have both been just like really helpful to us on our podcast journey. Really and now we have even more great tips. Really good friends. You know, you've got good friends in them. They're really great. It's true. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. And go listen to <laughs> Han and Matt Know It All. It really is like one of our favorite podcasts. Completely. So they are an advice podcast and they take other advice uh, columnists or podcasters. They take the questions from from those places and they answer them themselves. Um, they also have a really great um, like queer and polyamorous experience that, that sort of like speaks to a lot of their advice. And I feel like... They do a better job. And Han, sometimes I think Han is so good at boiling down advice. I think Han could be, have a PhD. I would, you, if you said that they have a PhD, I would totally believe it. I know it it is kind of crazy that they don't have like formal training or I guess there's no training for advice giving, but they both are so thoughtful and it just comes really naturally to them. If they told me to jump out my window, I would do it in a second. Same. In fact, I just sent him an email saying, should I jump out my oh window? Oh my gosh. I, oh. I'll keep you posted. Keep us posted on the response. <laughs> um, thanks, Matt. Should we jump into... Um, we should. Podcast challenge? We should. Oh my stars. We're just jumping right in. Well, last week, yeah. podcast challenge is the segment where we challenge each other to listen to something new and exciting. Yeah, like, something that we haven't listened to yet. Something that we're excited to share yeah. Just, you know, whatever we feel. And last week, you challenged me to listen to Sandra. Sandra uh-huh. Sandra. I, I don't know. I don't remember. I haven't listened to it yet, so you'll you have to haven't? tell me. No. Okay. Well, you re- requested that I listen to this because I don't generally like fictionalized. Yeah, like scripted. Yeah. So in case folks haven't heard of it yet, it's from Gimlet Media, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it stars Kristen Wiig, Aaliyah Shawkat, and it's about... Like, well, I guess what's the plot? It's about a world where artificial intelligence isn't so artificial. Dun, dun, dun. Helen thought her new job would help her forget her dreary hometown, but working behind the curtain on everyone's favorite AI isn't quite the escape she expected. Nice try, Helen. Well, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, no, it's not even like, I, I tried, I listened to the first episode so many times and I, don't even remember how to say Sandra. Like I, I just my brain wasn't latching onto it. Maybe I should have sat in like quiet, like with nothing yeah, going on. I was like, because yeah. I'm used to doing other things when I listen. And yep, I just I hate this about myself, but I can't. 
And and you know what? This if there's one I was gonna like, it'd it be was this, this one. one. I love the actresses yeah. in this. But ooh. I don't think you should be down on yourself yeah. for for no, not liking this I particular tried. thing. Yeah. Because now I can say no. I tried really hard. I like it wasn't just like oh I haven't tr- like listened to any of those yeah. shows in a long time. Yeah. So it's like definitively that is not your thing. Ask me again in ten years. Listen, I don't watch televised sports. I don't okay. consider that a flaw in myself. No, I It's do. just not my jam. Oh, well. well. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's okay that you are a podcaster who loves podcasts and doesn't prefer yeah. fictional podcasts. Everyone has their something. Yeah, it's true. Um, and I have one for you. <gasps> I'm excited. I think you're going to like it. There's not a lot to, like, say about it. Is it Sandra Sandra? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's whatever the other way to say it. Yes. Just, it's yes. that one. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of Radio Shorts? No. It's new. Tell me. Um, It's from Forever Dog. Forever Dog. Uh-huh. And it's by um, the hosts are Jill Milheiser and Zed Cutsinger. Uh-huh. And John Milheiser, I keep on hearing him on podcast like all the time now. He's like, they're just stand-up that do sketch. It's sketch comedy for your ears. Uh-huh. So there's like tons of little shorts. Um, They're really funny. There were a couple that I almost played for like no comment, but like I was so excited about all of them and I wasn't sure where to fit them. And I was like, I just want Eric to like experience this and enjoy it. Yes. It's not going to make you think too hard or anything, but it's just really, really fun little bits of comedy. Yes. Anyway. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's pretty new. Um, Is there a specific episode you want me to listen to? I recommend you listen to Am I Sexual? Oh. There is... Never mind. There's a little... Okay, listen to that it's one. It's making me uh, do some like, oh, shoulder yeah, you, shimmies, I that wish title. <laughs> everyone could witness this. Um, is that your sexy dance? Well, isn't oh, okay. that what everyone does? that's what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. okay. When you're like, oh, um, yeah, hey, so sexual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your shoulders just kind of go up and down? Yeah, and you no. say sexual like that? Yeah. Um, there. Listen to that one and tell me what your favorite skit was. How about that? Ooh, I love and that. And we'll see if they match up with mine. Okay, great. I and love that. And everybody else listen to. It's called Radio Shorts. Radio Shorts. And <sighs> listen to the episode, Am I Sexual? Um, okay, I'm writing in the notes. What is your favorite skit so that I don't um, forget? I'm watching you type this in. Um, what is spelled W-H-A-T? Well, yeah, that's yeah. really language oh. is nuanced and you don't know my life. Yeah, right, and I, I don't like... It's fictional podcast and you don't know how to spell what so <laughs> i guess we all have we our all thing things. yeah we all things <laughs> except for dj Jewu, who is perfection fa- flawless yeah yes 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 um okay well should we get going to our segments or i forget what comes next oh well, wait there's one piece of six figure information you're forgetting how could i forget <laughs> da, 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 da. and now a word from our sponsor simple contacts lauren You know I have tons of contacts, tons in my phone, on the Facebook, on Vine. They're everywhere. And believe it or not, some of them are smarter than me, and I don't like it. A majority of them are sophisticated and talk about politics and snooty things like politics. And that is why I've been going to church every Sunday to thank the Lord Baby Jesus for Simple Contacts, a company that gives me access to a whole bunch of simple-minded contacts to make me feel better about myself. Download the app, and when you need to talk to some people with shockingly low IQs, all contacts on Simple Contacts have IQs lower than Forrest Gump's, which was 75. So you can open up a text thread and say something like, I really enjoyed Angels in America and how it was a gay fantasia on national themes. And one of your Simple Contacts will say, Angels aren't in America, they're in heaven. I just texted some of my simple contacts. Sometimes I think homophobia is deeply rooted in misogyny. And someone responded, homos don't grow on trees. <laughs> I promise you, talking to these simple idiots will make you feel better about yourself. And isn't that what life is all about? Feeling better than others. And oh, by the way, if you are a simple idiot, email stupidatstupid.com because simple contacts are looking for simple-minded idiots to make other people feel good about themselves. You might be just who they're looking for. Enter discount code podcast podcast at checkout and simple contacts will send you a Mustang convertible because driving around in one of those sweet babies is one of the best ways to feel better than others. Thanks, simple contacts. Wow, that's yeah. uh, that sounds great. Yeah. I actually emailed stupid at stupid.com because I was like thinking I was a simple contact. Yeah. But my IQ is 76. Oh, God, so I love you. I didn't qualify. Well, I was going to say this sounded vaguely familiar. So I looked up simple contacts in my email and I have gotten quite a few um, what they're calling referrals oh, for me to oh, sign up to 
be a simple contact. Oh, I think that's good news. So I don't know who's been referring me, but thanks. Wow, maybe it's our audience. Thanks, everybody. Maybe so. And thanks, Simple Contacts, Thank for sponsoring you. this Without episode. you, I don't know what we'd be doing right now. I'm feeling not better than everyone else, which thanks. feels like the worst option. <laughs> um, are you ready for clip number one? I was born ready. Oh, my God. Okay, this is from, oh, it's new to me, um, this podcast. I thought that was the name of it. And oh, I was looking sorry. at the show notes like, you don't know how to read. You said this I'm wrong. a simple contact, <laughs> number 76. Okay, it um, is new to you. It's called You Can Tell Me Anything. Uh-huh. And the host is Teresa Lee. Yes, yes. And it's kind of like, okay, I'm just going to read from the website. You want to hear a secret? So does Teresa Lee. That's why she invited comedians to spill the beans to her about something they want to get off their chest. Oof. Whether it's a story about catfishing a crush, sabotaging. Sabotaging a college roommate or ghosting on an ex, you'll hear the truth that's never been heard before. Confessions, rants, apologies, and secrets. Teresa is here to listen to her guests. Let it all out. Don't worry, you can tell her anything. Part of what I love about this setup is like it's volunteered by the guest. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's the thing that you are willing and wanting to tell? And, you, and it's like in a very safe space. It's like encouraged. Well, like safe space, but also like still public. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone's yeah. gonna hear this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the reason I actually started listening to it was because Teresa was on the Daily Zeitgeist, which is another Your one of her podcasts. BFF podcast. And episode one features Edgar Momsplayer, which he is on Culture Kings, which is another podcast I love. And he's on Daily Zeitgeist all the time. So it's the Zeitgeist family that I love. So I knew this was going to be a good episode. Yes. Um, and then, um, in this, in this clip, Edgar's he confesses confesses to a bunch of funny things but in this clip he is asking if if it's sexist <laughs> that he likes to tell women things more than men because they're talking about therapy and mm. i want to hear what you have to say about this hang on do you have a confidant confidant person you besides i guess you go to therapy so that's probably yeah. like outside of therapy is there somebody you tell things to you know secrets and uh yeah i mean there's a couple of people well my girlfriend would be one mm -hmm. and then there's my friend janine hogan that's someone i tell a lot of stuff to and then lacy mosley uh what makes somebody a good listener what makes someone a good listener i almost said something very sexist and i'm not gonna repeat oh it. no but uh we're just know. gonna say woman yeah that really was like that was the first thought that came to my mind all those people have I don't that know in that common. sexist because i feel like the sexist thing to say is like women talk too much no. so you're kind of remembering them for the opposite well yeah i don't know like i've had a lot of female friends in my life and it's always been like i mean i guess it's technically very emotional labory that i'm like hey Let's take in all this stuff real quick. But um, they've always been there, and it's always helped me really process stuff. Okay. It's interesting because he asks, is it sexist to tell women things more than men? And he's kind of like acting like that's a silly thought. And she's like, no, it's the opposite. It's, it's the, uh, not sexist because most people want women to shut up. But that that's not right because... He uh, Edgar uses the word emotional labor, and that's true. I think mm. it. Listen, I think women are really good listeners. Yeah, but why is that? Are we conditioned to be better listeners? Because it, it is the emotional labor bullshit. I think often men think I can unload all of my shit onto this woman because she's a woman. Yeah, and she can take it. That's what they're here for. Right. So I think actually Edgar was kind of right. I mean, if you're only unloading your shit on women, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Well, and I don't think he was saying he only talks to women. I think he was making a generalization mm -hmm. that women are are innately better listeners, which uh, just because it's complimentary doesn't mean it's like not a stereotype or a generalization. And it doesn't you know? mean that all those women are okay. Exactly. He, I wonder. Exactly. And also he seems aware, you know. Yes. But I do wonder how many of those women are like. I can't take, like, if someone is really doing it, because that's a right. real thing. I've heard that on other podcasts. Completely, completely. Women being like, I take and I take and I listen and I listen, because yep. that's my job. Yep. Anyway. Um, no, I think you're totally right that, like, that we do a little bit say to women, like, part of your role in our society is to, like, take the burden of all of this, like, emotional support and, like, you have to be an empath, which yeah. is taxing. And also, I mean, maybe... Teresa was just trying to like make smooth it over because she yeah. was like it's sexist because when people tell women to shut up but you kind of are telling women to shut up when you're like my problems now mm. when like unloading you're not yeah. 
I think a lot of men don't care if the woman's listening. Mm. They just want you're or responding or right. actually giving advice. Right. It, I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting exchange and an interesting thought. Well, also about who do you who do you confide in? You're surrounded by a lot of women. Yeah. Do you think they're better listeners? Who do you confide? I mean, you have a husband. Yeah, I guess I think that most of the folks in my life are pretty good. Like, so anyway, more about me. So <laughs> no, <I'm> just- <laughs> no, especially you. I I think I think all my friends are pretty good active listeners, but I think gay men also tend to be a little bit more empathetic. I'm I'm also generalizing here. Um, the gay men in my life tend to be more empathetic and and good listeners, but the straight men too. The straight men in my life are good listeners. What about you? Well, probably because you surround yourself. It's something you look for in a friend. Probably. Yeah, maybe. And you're a good listener, Thanks. so it comes back. You know, hmm, it doesn't seem like you're someone that's unloading your shit on everyone else. Yeah, like and. And like no one would ever be like, I can't tell Eric. He's not gonna. He's not a good listener. You know, like people are like, Eric is a good listener, and they probably feel comfortable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I tell my mom everything. I tell Justin everything. Yeah. I tell Justin everything. Yeah. And I hope that he tells me everything too. Yeah. DJ Wu, what about you? Who who do you um, share with? Only you. I yeah. I mean, I share most. I force you to. Well, I share everything with you, but then. Yeah, I guess, I guess I tend to share more with women than guys. But guys, just because yeah. guys are, I don't know. My it, friends that just yeah. don't, I don't know. They well, have like short attention truth, spans or something. I don't to know that what it is. Too. Like a lot of your guy friends, it would be. They, I think they would be a little thrown off. There are a few. You though. don't have a yes. There's a that's few true. that I'm like, oh, any well. Sh- any shout outs? No. <laughs> not gonna, I'm not going to expose anyone. I'm <laughs> not going to call anyone out. Because that they're all be, mine. Because that would be offensive. What do, you, what do you think that is, though? Because there is, the, there is the idea that like straight men communicate differently, especially to each other, and may not be comfortable like opening up and sharing a lot. Like, Why is that? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, I think it's because, well, at least our generation, we grew up sort of preconditioned to be tough boys yeah. that don't need that don't need feeling that don't have feelings yeah um i love how we're kind of putting you on the spot we're like um we're a woman and a gay man yeah. what's your problem <laughs> no but seriously like i think there's like a an emotional disconnect for most um heterosexual men like we we just don't we tend to keep things in yeah. and that's ho- hopefully changing i think it's changing well, um it is not changing and can i tell you how i know because how do you know? I was looking at Father's Day cards today for my father. You know what? Every year for Father's Day, I love going shopping for Father's Day cards because <laughs> they're so bad. It's they're like bad. if your dad doesn't like fishing and beer and I grilling. Oh, I know. And like a bold red. Oh my God. They're all red. Then you have nothing. Yeah. I, I like, I should buy my dad Mother's Day cards because my, my dad likes flowers. Like yeah. I don't like they're but I love looking through them and being like, this is so sexist. And there was one that I saw today that was actually very cute. It had a taco on it and it said, dad, I love you, but we don't have to talk about it. Uh, and I thought that's like disgusting. It's like, yeah. well, I mean, it is maybe true, but it's like, yeah, dads don't talk about how they love their children. Mm. Like, you know, it's kind of the same thing. It's, it's tricky. Cause like generalizations, these stereotypes are rooted in some truth. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think you, you like hit the nail on the head, Justin, when you were saying like, we really, as we're conditioning women to be empaths and to take all of this emotional burden on, we're also telling men like it is a weakness if you're sharing or if like yeah. feeling emotion, you know, yeah. and that's, that's, that's both. not good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, which is it's, I would much rather actually have people unburdening shit on me all the time yeah. than not being allowed to tell someone that I'm feeling weak or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, one more quick thing. I listened to another episode and there was a girl who was talking about how she likes confiding in priests. And it's her favorite thing about Catholicism. And I thought that was interesting because I grew up Catholic and confession was my least favorite part about, about Catholicism. Tell me why. Well, I, I think it's technically a good idea and I actually enjoy like getting down on my knees and talking in my head and like asking for forgiveness to whoever is out there. And like, I believe in that. But the whole system is fucked. I, you have not been to reconciliation classes, which is what they make seven-year-olds do, Oof. where you learn how to go into this booth and apologize to a priest. Yeah. And it's so funny. Every Catholic that had to do this, I bet, has a story like this, where it's like, you're seven years old, and they're like, they make you come up with a confession. And you're like, I don't know, I'm fucking seven. 
Are you give me a fucking right. break? What the hell have I done? So everyone, I'll never forget this, making shit up, being like, I don't know, I like didn't finish my apple at lunch. Like I don't. <laughs> everyone has the dumbest shit. So they're teaching you, like, no, there's got to be something. Like confess, confess. You're confess. like you are a bad person and you've done bad things. And you have to tell this guy <laughs> and like act right. like you act like you're sorry. That's right. the other thing. You have to go in and really act like you're sorry. Like no one had a real story. Like, oh, no second grader is like going and apologizing to the priest and then walking out and being like, oh, I feel so much better. What a relief. (laughs) Like, so I think it's technically a good idea, but they do it wrong and they make it too like formulaic. Like, I almost wish that they could just be like constantly teaching about it and say, when you're ready, we're here. Yeah. Right. You know, not like on May 7th, you better have something. But my, I was talking to my mom about this today and she was actually saying that it's changed and I didn't know that. So I guess they don't really do it it, like in the booths anymore. Oh, interesting. I thought that was interesting too. Cause what if some older people really like that? I guess everyone has a different way that they want to apologize and confess. But so how do they do it now? Just in person? I guess they go on Teresa's podcast and just confess there. So it's kind of private. Yeah. That there must be a long line for that podcast. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) They're on episode 27,019. Oh goodness. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So that's what my advice to you is. Good to know. Anyway, do you have anything to confess? Hey, um, oh, wait. Another good part of the podcast. Go ahead. She makes the guest confess something good, which I really like. And DJ J and I were talking about this because it's like so often a confession is associated with shame. Mm. And it's like, it doesn't have to be. Just like, what's something that no one knows that you did? That's a really good one. I feel like you probably one. have one every five minutes so that you do something and you don't tell anyone. <gasps> oh, I hope so. I don't think that's true, though. Oh, you're so humble. I don't think that's true. I'm sure I also have those same confessionals of like, I like huffed past a person in the subway who was moving too slow. <laughs> like well, just like unkind things in the transit system. <laughs> fine. I'll confess my thing. Okay. Okay. Ready? My confession is that I have done a prox 250 really nice random acts of kindness today, but <gasps> I'm not going to tell you about them. Oh my gosh. What humble. a saint. Yeah. So, that's my confession. Wow. I confess. Oh Guilty as charged. How, how did you confess that? I'm so, I've been wow. holding it in for like an hour. You're at once brave and also so kind. Oh, stop. <laughs> I mean, you could keep on going if you wanted. And also you and, look great today. Oh, and also you're, you're having a great hair day. And also you picked a great clip. Okay, thanks. That was a great, that was fun. That was a great clip. I hope I didn't talk too much because no, I was super into it. I feel like I talked too much too, which is I think the recipe for a good clip. Yeah. I've read that on for, forbay.com. <laughs> okay. Now it's wee oui, wee. Oui. Your turn. Uh, so this clip comes from, wait, this is a recommendation. Oh. Recommendation station. Us. Who recommend, recommended it? Well, you're going to be surprised. Okay. I was going to guess, but I don't, I'm probably not going to guess. Um, Alan, my husband. Oh my. Boing zing, boing zing. Here's the thing though. He saw it on a list. Can I guess why he recommended it? Yeah. Was it for, did it, cause I read that it was like the Nathan for you of podcasts. Interesting. I did see that, and that's kind of why I was like, "Oh, this will be perfect." Because Lauren lo- loves Nathan for you. That's so funny. I, maybe that is. So I bet. Funny. I bet you're exactly right because that that stood out to me too. We must. We read the same things. Yeah. There's not that much to read online, you guys. It's true. There's like two articles a day. Also, okay. like we're describing it over and over again without having even said what oh, it was. Yes. <laughs> no, that's that's my it's fault. Fun for us. The, okay, so it's called Personal Best. Is the podcast, um, and as they describe themselves, it's a self improvement show that helps you be your best you as best we can given the restraints that's what they say um so basically they they talk to someone in each episode who is trying to fix or improve something in their life it's um it's a new find for me thanks to alan lane who recommended it um this episode hosts andrew and rob andrew norton and rob norman they talk to a woman named robin who is a chronic snoozer i can relate you're you are not a snoozer we, this is why this is a good clip because mm-hmm. you are an early riser and I am a, a horrible monster in the morning who cannot wake up. Uh, okay, so I, I will... Okay, she snoozes her alarm clock every morning for two hours. Two hours. 120 minutes. 
Now, I will easily hit that snooze like three times. Easy. In the morning. So funny. But two hours is extreme, even for me. That's like we have a problem with our life. Like, you know, they say like, it's a problem if it like affects your life. Uh-huh. This is, it seems that's that like territory. a, we should call personal best podcast. Um, <laughs> so, okay. The, uh, this clip in this clip, Robin is talking about what she's tried in the past to solve her little AM conundrum. <laughs> Here it is. This is great. So next step is coming up with a game plan for Robin. The obvious place to start is to ask her what's worked for her in the past. You know, for self-improvement-y type things. So I think that when things go public and people start to know about them, you sort of have an accountability to your friends and family. In the last, like, six years, I lost 120 pounds. And I think a big reason why I've kept the weight off is because when your goals are very visible to other people, you want to succeed because you want to make people proud of you. What would a win look like here? What would an improvement look like? Being able to wake up with an alarm first thing without hitting snooze is a guaranteed win. But truthfully, snoozing one time would be great. One time snooze. One time snooze. One time snooze. A noble self-improvement goal for any adult. But it'd be downright irresponsible for us to act on our theories without seeing Robin wake up for ourselves. Okay, so during this episode, Robin went through a myriad of efforts to fix her sleeping. Um, She confessed, speaking of confessing, to her mom about a lie she told as a child about her sleep. She basically faked the symptoms of this illness that would have explained why she had to sleep in so much. Like a real illness. Like a real illness. And she hadn't told her mom that she faked it. She confessed that she tried... um, accountability with her Facebook friends, like announcing to everyone that she was going to like wake up on the first um, alarm. And then she went like and did some flyering with strangers, like announcing to strangers. None of it worked. You'll be shocked to know. Um, It was interesting. Andrew and Rob explored one theory as to why she was having a hard time waking up was that the alarm clock represented authority. And so snoozing it wasn't actually just because she was desperate for the sleep, but snoozing it was sort of an act of defiance against like the rule maker, the alarm clock and sort of evidence to support this theory was that she wakes up naturally at 7am on the weekends. So I'm like, well, why do you even set an alarm? If you can wake up naturally at 7am. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's really weird. Yeah. Um, this doesn't even seem like a normal problem at all. Have you ever heard of this? No. I mean, I'm a re- really not a morning person, um, but even I can like get up. So, okay. Speaking of morning people, they talked they talked a little bit in this episode about like the real science behind why some of us have a hard time waking up. And there's the thing called sleep inertia, which basically is how long our bra- brains take to boot up when we wake up in the morning. So really, some people are built as morning people and some people are built as night people. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are so a morning person. Mm-hmm. Despite- some pe- and they also say some people are- have balance. <laughs> it, right, right. Those yeah, some people, lucky people are like, you know, yeah. in between. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for some reason, some people don't get up at 4 a.m. and some people don't go to sleep at 2 a.m. Right. So <laughs> um, there's also this thing called sleep drunkenness where your brain functions like you were drunk if you're extremely tired or like half awake. Have you experienced this? Ooh, every yeah. day of my life. That's something we can all agree on. <laughs> yes. Alan will always be like, you know, you know, are you still down to get dinner with these friends? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, when you woke up, I asked you about it. But it's like, I'm not a person for, you know, for a little while. My mistake is I sometimes tweet on <gasps> the, like, and I'm a social media director. So, yeah. And I'll in the morning be like, cause I'll wake up, I wake up in the middle of the night all the time. And I'm yeah. like, whoops, like <gasps> that's odd that I respond to that person. Like every once in a while. And it's, <gasps> it's exactly as if I was drunk. That is so yeah. funny. Like some light social media engagement. Yeah. Or I'll just, yeah. <laughs> it's never like mi- saying anything huge, but like I will respond to people Yeah, or I don't like thank people that don't need to be. Th- I don't know. It's, <sighs> very, I, it's very strange. That is so funny. Um, Though one thing that ended up working for Robin was that they used a recording of her mom telling her to wake up as her alarm. And so that mostly got her to like 
to wake up just just so she would stop hearing her mom like saying like honey you should get up now <laughs> um and and also they like hyped it up they were like okay th- these five days like we're really challenging you like this is it and that's the thing is i feel like like with any like problem like this it's all about how much you want it like if you want it hard enough you'll make it happen don't mm-hmm. you think yeah um are are you a morning person or a night person dj jaywa I think I'm in between. Yeah. Because I can wake up super early, but I'm, and like be fine. I don't get like the sleep drunkenness thing. Really, yeah. Unless I actually have been drunk the night before. Uh-huh. But, yeah. um, that's not sleep drunkenness. That's drunken drunkenness. <laughs> but like I used to, because I used to, before, uh, Lauren and I were dating, yeah. I used to stay, I was like you. I was, I was mm. like a night owl guy. I was yeah. just like stay up until like three every night. Yeah. But you've kind of adapted. And I've completely flipped. So now I go to bed earlier. But I can still, I like still enjoy staying up late. So. Yeah. Isn't it weird that there's just something like hardwired in us to where like at 10 p.m. I just start like getting like, you know, dancey and like, okay, what are we doing? Let's. That's so weird to hear you say that. Yeah. Because I, I like, I'm in like shutdown mode around Mm. that time. And, but at 425. My sometimes I often wake up right before my alarm goes off, and at four twenty-five I jump out of bed and I'm like, emailing like DJ Jaywoo gets four hundred texts for me about like, like all the stuff I want to do. Like I really am my best at four twenty-five. I got twenty-one questions by like seven. Yeah. Oh my gosh, for real? Yeah. What kind of questions? Like the what are we doing broken. tonight? I have yeah. an idea. I emailed this person. You I ordered this. Yeah. What do you want from the store today? And you text him that stuff. Cause, yeah, because I don't, I know it won't wake him up. And yeah. I know that when, <laughs> I often say, I'm sorry about these boring text messages. But it's like my notes. That's so funny. It's good. It's like a, it's almost, it's like part to-do list, part like just conversation that I just catch like, up on. Or yeah. like I listen to the Daily Zeitgeist. Like, did you hear the new Kanye? Yeah. Like, it's like a lot of like. That's so funny. I and think then I don't, and then I'm so busy. We don't talk for the rest of the day. It's like I get it all out. Yeah. Before five in the morning. Our version of that in my relationship, I think is G chat. We'll just like G chat each other like all the time. All the time. The day, like randomly about. That's nice. Things. It's yeah. almost like he's there with you all day. Yeah, That's exactly. Nice. Um, and also if I texted him, Alan is a really light sleeper. I, I don't know if he'd mind me saying this, but if I text him, he would like wake up. Like, he, mm. you know what I mean? The buzz would, the wake, buzz him would wake him up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does he stay up late too? Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely a little more inclined to the late night, but he and I are both mm-hmm. night people yeah. and not morning people. Yeah. Yeah. That's Which good. is nice that it's the same. If it matches. Yeah. yeah. Um, th- I just love the po- the concept of this podcast. I almost said the concept of this podcast. Oh my gosh. That's I think cute. it's a really good podcast. That's cute. So, if you were on this podcast and we're trying to like improve something about your life, what would you, what would the subject be? I mean, I guess I have a boring answer. It's just like, I, I want to, I wish I could, I write all day. I wish I could write for myself. Yeah. And I often been very critical about like people that are like complain about not having time to work out. Like they want to work out. I'm like, just go do it. Like, right. Jesus. Make it a priority and you'll be able yeah, to do hello. it. Yeah. It's the same thing for writing and I yeah. don't do it for writing. Yeah. So if I could have someone train me to just, take a chunk out of my day, which I definitely have time for. Everyone has, I always say everyone has time to do you, 15 minutes right. of exercise. Like, so anyway, that's my boring, not as funny answer. What's yours? <laughs> no, you're so, you're so right though. Like you do have the time, but I do think to your credit, it's different if you're doing it all the mm-hmm. time and then you have to still do it. Yeah. So then I guess I'm perfect. Never mind. That oh, one doesn't point. count. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I didn't even think about mine because I guess I, I have a long list for you. I'll email to you. Oh, good. Okay, perfect. Of ways you can improve. Something I would improve about my life. Um, um, Oh, can I say something that I think you were working on that I've noticed is better? Tell me. Um, You bought me a drink at the bar and I gave you money and you accepted it. That's a nice thing to point out. Thank you for saying so. No, because you have to work on that. That's a real thing you have to work on. No, you're right. Alan... So I'm sometimes not good about conceding when I think I'm doing the polite thing. For example, trying to buy someone a drink and they're trying to pay me back. And I'm like insistent to an annoying degree of like, no, no, it's okay. And Alan has been like, you have to let people do things for you too. It's not fair to just do one way. So thank you for saying that. That is something I'm working on. Um, Thanks, Alan. That's such a sweet, like, cute partner lesson. You know, that's he's, so nice. He's very good at that type of thing. And he's also such a good communicator that if ever he does have something like that where he's like, 
you should do this differently. Yeah. It just comes across as so helpful. And I'm not a little nervous naive. about what this is going to do to our friendship though, because <gasps> Alan robs me all the time. Oh, so then when I don't pay you back, I figure we're kind of even. It's even because of all the money he's, he's stolen, stolen from, from you. my pocket. Well, you know what? I have Maybe to that's stop keeping thing. money <laughs> in my back pocket because he just like slips his fingers in <gasps> my butt pocket. little paws. And I'm like, are you touching my butt? And he's like, yes. And then later on I find out You're he's like, my cash taking is my gone. money. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then maybe on top of letting you pay he me back. He has some things to work on. Maybe you could give some, <laughs> that, time, some time. That can't be right. That can't be right. I think what it is is I need to work on being better about letting you pay, pay me back and then better about sending you Venmo money for the money Alan stolen. Yes. Okay, that's great. This I'm glad we right. talked about yeah. this. Yeah. It just feels easier that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got a system now. <laughs> Dig it. Well, if you all want to um, listen to how to improve your lives, you can listen to Personal Best with Andrew Norton and Rob Norman. This one was called One Times News. Real quick, though. Tell me. It is not like Nathan for you. Go watch Nathan for you. You're right. It, it isn't like I don't Nathan know why you. they said that. Like, I get it's, it's like a wacky solution to a problem, but it it's not really a comedy podcast. It's not a joke. Yeah. Right. I, Nathan for you is straight up comedy. It's a little bit more like, um, uh, like a Tabitha takeover. Yeah. Or what's that show where they figure out if things are possible or not from like movies and TV? What's that show? Oh, no idea. Do you know what I'm talking Is about? Mythbusters. Myth oh, okay. Busters. Thanks, TJJ. Yeah, it's a little more like scientific It's a little and more like that where they're like making hypotheses and like try, testing out their thing. Yeah, yeah a little mm. more like that. But it's a good one. It is good. I like it. In fact, they shouldn't call it that because it's a really good podcast on its own. You're right. You're right. Aside from mm-hmm. that, which, it, which it's not like. Are you ready for no comment? I am ready for no comment. Okay. Wait, are you asking me if I'm ready to shut up? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> God, my, my favorite part. No, this is really hard for me to, um, this segment, because we play you something, then we don't say anything about it. Offer no commentary. Just let you go and maybe listen to the podcast on your own. Um, this is from The Soft Spot. Uh, it's episode number 14, Say Anything with Jackie J. Hey. It's uh, the hosts are Julian McCulloch and Meg Molloy. Molloy. I'm going to start over. <laughs> the hosts are Julian McCulloch and Meg Malloy. And okay, I know we recently featured this podcast, but this clip passed my dumbbell podcast test, which means I was listening to it while doing Turkish <laughs> getups and I almost got injured and died because I was laughing so hard. It's so <laughs> funny. I love Jackie J, the Natch Butte host. I was so happy listening to this. Um, so on the soft spot, Julian and Meg talk to guests about their soft spots, things they love. And your girl, Jackie J, comes on with a bunch of trashy teen magazines from the 90s that she had to order off of like like Craigslist, eBay. Yeah, yeah like they're like, they do not sell these anymore. Um, and in this clip, they each have an issue of YM and they're sharing the stories from the embarrassing story section. Do you remember that section? No. It's like, what even is YM? YM Young Miss or something. Oh. It was like an old <laughs> shitty nineties magazine. Uh-huh. And there's on the last page or something, it was always like, share your embarrassing stories. And they were always super not that embarrassing. <laughs> and most of them were about someone getting their period. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're all reading their issues. I'm going to let you listen. I'm so sad there are no period ones. Oh, you don't have one ready? I mean, no. All these are about falling and slipping and shit. Mm. Literally all of mine are about, like, bras actually accidentally coming off. One of them, and one of them, this girl... Well, does any of yours have a five-star? I have a four-star. My five-star is about falling. Oh, I have a four. And the nightmare of the month is like, I fell on my butt. <laughs> Honey, welcome to every day of my life. Oh, I wait, fall wait, wait, all the wait. damn time. Oh, this oh, my, mine's about oh, Jackie. Okay. Read my nightmare of the month. It's okay. pretty great. Okay. I didn't finish it, so I'm, okay. I'm not sure how it ends, but I think it's pretty okay. bad. Nightmare of the month. Okay. I was cruising with my pals at the roller skating rink when I had to pee really badly. So this, I like where this is going. <laughs> As I squatted over the toilet, my skate started to roll. <gasps> I tried to keep my balance, but as I reached to get the toilet paper, I slipped and fell. My hand splashed into the toilet, and I accidentally kicked the door open. <laughs> my friends and two really popular girls were gaping at me on the bathroom floor with my pants down and my hand in the toilet water. I'm dead. Oh, Talk I'm about dead. a wipeout. I want to die for any of us. Talk That's... about a wipeout. Who was writing these punchlines? Because you know they wrote they the letter. Them. The know, they added them. The intern added them. Yeah. My... I mean, that could have that could happen to any of us, and that's why it's so terrifying. That it could is. literally. We 
all Wait, know. that's the one that made you say that could happen to any of us? Don't you, hey, do you guys not go roller skating frequently? We do. We go Specific. No, but I'm just saying, when you go to the roller rink, you mm-hmm. have to pop a squat in the skates. You don't want to take the skates oh off. That's, no, that's tedious. True. That's true. So if you accidentally get a little roll going. And you know who's always in the bathroom at the, the roller popular, skating rink. The popular oh. girls. They're putting on their lip gloss 100%. and they're waiting for you to fuck up like that. <laughs> oh, no my comment. Is Oh My Lanta a comment? Oh, yes. I take it back. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, let's roll on into, uh, well, this little segment is called, I, ju- okay. I just snapped in DJ Jeremy's well, face because I'm a terrible wife. No, no, we'll add but it But he in. really was like on the tweets or something. <laughs> Help me. Uh... Let's keep rolling. Yeah. This little segment is called. Wait, do I add it in later? The help no, me. No, he just he did. Oh, you I already did. did it. I'm sorry. Well, you want me to play it again? Yeah. This little. When you, when you want him to play it, go like this. Oh. <laughs> this little segment is called. Help me. <laughs> uh, that new little intro or segment audio is from our uh, our good pal alan don't um, steal it or do yeah. you use it liberally just credit us uh so this helped me which by the way is our segment where we uh, you know talk about um a question that was raised on an advice podcast and we pose it to each other because we want to hear what each other has to say about it so this one comes from please advise which is a podcast from two broke girls writer and hello giggles co-founder molly mcleer um she co-founded the site hello giggles with zoe de chanel and producer sophia rivka rossi um so she and a guest field questions from callers on a variety of subjects from relationships and dating friendships and food and culture and just everything in between um on this episode, Molly's guest is Jesse Ennis, who, have you seen Life of the Party, the new Melissa McCarthy movie? It's very funny, and she's very funny in it. Um, so in this clip, they hear from a guy who's deeply embroiled in the ethics of selfie judgments. So my name is Ben, and my question is very simple. When a guy sends me a selfie, if it's in a bathroom, I'm more concerned about how nice his bathroom is than what he looks like. And if he sends me a bedroom, I'm clearly looking at the whole entire bedroom. And my question is, is this what makes me single? Because I'm more curious about the way he organizes his life versus just the way he looks, the way he goes. Anyway, that's my question. My name's Ben. Bye-bye. Okay, so, Lauren, do you have thoughts? Is he being too judgmental or should he be that critical of his selfie surroundings? I don't know if this was the right time. I listened to the whole, yeah, okay, it doesn't you, matter. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, you know, no, no, that's okay. You were like, let's go with it. And I'm like, wait a second. Okay, <laughs> we'll start over. Yeah, you you know the word that, mm-hmm. that we're talking about. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Okay, so Lauren, um, thoughts, do you think he's being too judgmental or should he be this critical of selfie surroundings? Um, I'm really judgmental in general and I think it's okay. Hey, 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 What do you hey. think? I think... <sighs> I mean, okay, if you are posting a selfie or sending it, the whole point is you want people judging you. So I think you're allowed. What do you Mm. think? It's interesting. I feel like we do um, invite criticism a little more with selfies than with just regular photos because it's like you you really went for it you like, curated this thing I wasn't even just in this picture I fucking yeah. took it also it's like yeah. it's like a guy wanting to direct and produce and be <laughs> yeah, and star in every it, role and he started, yeah yeah you're right it, there's there's a va- there's sort of like a um entrenched vanity in in a selfie that just sort of like makes us feel like we can judge a little bit more and at first I was like maybe he's looking a little bit too deep right like it's like a selfie for a dating site whatever but I think Molly and Jesse made a great point in that the way a person looks doesn't really tell you anything about them, but the way they live does. Exactly. And seeing like their house and stuff, you know what I mean? And not just that, but the way they think like this selfie is probably they're, they're like looking at the selfie, like nailed it. This is a good representation. This is who I want to be and who I want to be seen. Knowing gay men. And this is a gay guy who, who called in. They are probably most 
concerned mm-hmm. about the mug and like how their body look. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I bet they're not even That's noticing what's in the background. But I think that what what we can learn from this clip is that like maybe we should maybe we should be like a bit, little better about curating not just like how your mug looks but like well I guess what's in the background. it's what do you want because if you right. want if you're only looking for sex or in your, well, it's all that's physical true. then it's yeah. like okay this is my face this is who cares it's in my bathroom but if you want people like if you're trying to connect you're looking with to someone, date and have a relationship yeah. yeah like don't have your dirty socks in the background yeah and also just the idea like. I would think if I was like looking at a picture of someone in their dirty bathroom, yeah, I'd be like, like they they they're okay with me see like thinking yeah. this is their best like a good, <laughs> good representation of them. Yeah. Like I, but you're right, it's different. It's like what you want out of it. The one the major thing I gleaned from this is that man, I'm glad I'm not dating. Me too. <laughs> no, but I to answer your question, I do not think he's being too judgmental. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, do you take selfies? Do you like curate them when you do? I was thinking about this a lot because yeah. I was almost thinking how if I see someone taking a selfie in public, I'm like, call idiot. Judging yeah, them. Like, Agreed. Because usually it's like at the gym or like, mm. and I can't, they're usually, ugh. I only take selfies when I'm with people. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, selfie. You know, yeah. like it's like, um, if, I think if other people are involved, it's different. Agreed. Agreed. I made you take a selfie three days ago 100 percent. but it was like with a group of friends who yeah one of whom and, we haven't seen in a long time and ellis is like two so he couldn't oh, take the picture his so arms cute. are so short yeah i did have him take a few and he was not great at it no, i don't mean to be critical <laughs> um you're right like it's different if it's not just yourself but we all have seen those people like just swinging that arm around trying to find their light and get this perfect selfie it's it, tough to it's see it's funny because i was looking at old facebook pictures this was like a while ago on my facebook profile yeah. and i had selfies of myself Interesting. and i feel like because that was the beginning of like when facebook started what year was that like 2005 six yeah something like that it so was like, like in school colleges so that was like before that you wouldn't i would never have taken selfies with a disposable camera <sighs> oh, you know yeah you're right don't even know but like with the idea of like instant mm. seeing what you look like mm. and like i i did have selfies of myself from that because i think i was like what is this yeah like wow i can do this yeah. i can take but not since then. Yeah. What about, do you, you don't. Not really. No, so. not as healthy. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, who would want to see it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. DJ Jay Woo doesn't take selfies Yeah, either. I'm guessing not. I don't do that. Except for, Have uh, you ever except once? for, except for with Monty, the intern. But again, That's like true. if it involves other people. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. It doesn't count. Sorry. And Monty's always like, take a selfie. He says oh, that. I don't think I've ever taken a selfie in public alone. Ever of at the gym? Have you ever taken a picture of yourself? No, but I shoot video at the gym. Like if I'm doing like form, like checking because my you're technique. Checking your form. Yeah, yeah. That's the perfect. Like that is so you. Most people are taking video of themselves to be like not working out. I'm gonna post it on Instagram or like I'm gonna impress people. And you were like, how can I self improve by watching and, my own and performance? Also he <laughs> takes pictures of his form and but doesn't post them anywhere. Right. It's just for him. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. Uh, so this clip came from please advise PLZ advise and this episode was selfie obsessed for all the wrong reasons should we tell Molly that that's not how you spell please or should we just let it go are are you sure it's not I mean you know how he spelled what earlier so intern Monty the intern will will fact check he'll he'll look it up okay good Um, it's time for our last segment of this episode and it is segment segment an oldie but a goodie brought back by popular demand yeah suzanne thank you people i was gonna act like lots of people were asking oh, for it but now that the cat suzanne the was bag, one of the many one of our faithful yeah. listeners suzanne l <laughs> um has requested that we bring it back so we're bringing it back segment segment is where we talk about um something that we're really excited about that is non-podcast related That's, because yeah. we what we have other interests thank you it's really the only rule it just can't be a podcast yeah. related. Yeah, it's true. Uh, do you want to go first? What's your segment segment? Well, it's funny because we haven't done this in a long time. Exactly. And I couldn't We're remember. Yeah, I needed to stretch yeah. and do the, your sexy dance yeah, for like uh-huh. 25 minutes uh-huh. and take selfies of it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I've said this one and you both can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I at first I thought, no, no, no we, I've definitely said this before. But it's because this company was a sponsor 
So that's why we've talked oh, about it. Oh, okay, good. Okay. So I haven't used it as a segment segment, but this company sponsored us. It does feel a little biased that you would use a sponsor as a segment segment. Well, but it turns out I started I so. using it because they sponsored us. Yeah, I tell me. In love. It's Charlotte's Web uh-huh. uh, CBD oh, oil. Yeah, you do love this. Yeah, and I well, first, I mean, I guess this is podcast related because I heard Pete Holmes talks about it all the time. Um, I'm looking at a bottle right now. It's like every day. Um, it's like an oil that you put under your tongue and you let it sit for like a minute. It has CBD, which DJJ, would you want to explain what CBD is since it's your CBD jam? CBD is the non-psychoactive compound in, found in marijuana that is prevalent <laughs> and does not it is supposed to be the anxiety-reducing aspect of What he just marijuana. said. So um, it just makes me funny that there is a, what was it, psychoactive? So it doesn't get, it doesn't get you high. Non-psychoactive. No, but it makes it's funny that there is a psychoactive, like compound. Element. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> THC. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you can have. We have these oils in THC also, and yeah. I was like out of my fucking it mind. It makes you go high for three days. Go high. Let <laughs> you go high. Yeah. Real high. No, Get but, high. <laughs> but this stuff, I take it every single night around seven o'clock. Yeah. And it, I, I believe it's been helping me sleep. Yeah. Honestly, and I think I notice. I can notice. Like I come home and I'm like in a, I'm like a tornado. I'm a Tasmanian devil. I'm like, uh-huh. do this, do this. I'm running around the house and I do take this and it helps me like chill out. Yeah. I don't know how much of it is mental. I don't care. Yeah. But I really, really like it. Anyway, what's yours? Um, I like yours. I like that one. So mine is this Vanity Fair article. Have you read this? Yes. Oh, actually, hmm, heard about it on a podcast and then I read it. <laughs> well, I didn't. So mine still counts. Okay. okay so Vanity, this Vanity Fair writer, um, she, uh, she was brought into this world of this like young New York socialite whose name was Anna Delvey. Um, like crazy spending, like trips, glamorous New York City living. Like this woman was like staying in the most expensive hotels. It kind of culminated in them going on this incredibly lavish trip to Marrakesh together. Um, and, you know, it's it, spoiler alert. Well, it's not a spoiler because it says it. Um, like right there in the in the headline article um the title is here i'm pulling it up the title is as an added bonus she paid for everything my bright lights misadventure with the magician of manhattan um she walked into my life in gucci sandals and celine glasses and showed me a glamorous frictionless world of hotel living and lococo dinners and infrared saunas and moroccan vacations and then she made my sixty-two thousand dollars disappear sixty-two thousand dollars so it's written by um rachel deloche williams who she's writing about her own experience with this woman who just is very interesting and you should all read it it's on vanity fair i would like to say that's a lot of money but um it's not six figures which is how much money we're going to make for our podcast but i really recommend even if you only have a second please We'll put this in uh, on the Facebook page of this mm. article because just looking at the pictures, yeah. you get a really good image of, and it's all just so interesting that like thinking about this woman as like, like just a re- how differently she got treated. Like this normal looking woman got treated like, you know, like a queen Yep. and how you could see her both ways, you yeah. know, like, and why do we treat her so much better just because she was wearing expensive sunglasses? Yep. Cause then there's a picture of her in court and it's like, yep, that's who you, I don't know. It's just how we judge people completely. No, so you're exactly right. Upon interesting. Yep. Yeah. I highly recommend reading this. It's so the so, way so that you're perceived based on how you go through this, this world. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good article and it's not that long. So check it out. And the pictures. Mm. Once again. And there's pictures. Yeah. Pictures. The pictures are really great. <laughs> like so I barely a, read stuff. No, I want, I want, I, if I could re- look at an entire book of photos of her. Yeah. Cause in one of them, she's taking a selfie. Mm. I mean, and you know, you, I mean, you know, there's going to be a movie. Oh my God. I didn't know that. Well, remind me to tell you something offline about that. Oh, cause ring, it'll kind of spoil the article if I okay. mention it now. Okay. Yeah. DJ J Wood, do you have a segment segment? My segment segment is um, the fact that I haven't seen Hereditary yet, and I can't freaking wait to see it. Have you seen it? Did no, you see it? no, no, not yet. But it's you know number one on the list. That's yeah. I don't know if that even counts as a segment segment because like it was I haven't an seen odd twist it. on it segment segment. It does. But I, I'll, I'll, I'll accept yeah. it. I like it. I think I've just been ramping it up so much in my head. Yeah. That I'm like, I'm willing to see it. Multiple times, even if it sucks. My coworker saw it, 
And while I wouldn't allow him to give any indication of anything, it was clear he had a positive experience. Thank you. That's all I want to know. Yes. That's not a waste of my my hard earned money. Hard earned six figure dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great segment segment. The anticipation. Yes. That that yeah, that's a better way to put it. Yeah. Dig it. Um, well, welcome back, segment segment. We've missed you. Yeah. That's all. I'm not even listening to you anymore. I'm just looking at pictures of Anna. <laughs> That's all we got. Thanks to Anna Delvey for giving us hours of entertainment. Thanks mm-hmm. to Forbay for giving us tips on how to become six-figure millionaires. Thanks to Matt I think that's for how that throwing works, in right? some other also good advice. Thanks for Matt for giving us some great advice. Yeah. Um, thanks to our editor, Kara, as always. And thanks to the two of you. Oh, God love you. God love you. (laughs) Really, God love you. Um, Bye, y'all. Bye.